Okay, amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Father, we just thank you. We are honored to serve you, Lord, and to be blessed by you. We thank you that you sent your only begotten Son to the cross so that we may have life. Amen. The Zoe kind of life that God provides. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Father, I ask that you uh, break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I ask that you just um, allow us to receive everything that you have for us. Spirit, mind, body, soul, wherever we need help, wherever we need deliverance, wherever we need blessing. We're looking to you, Lord God, to give us everything that we need. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Well, today is the day that we want to talk about Jesus. It's always good. We need to talk about him every day, don't we? (laughs) Amen. But we want to thank God for his son, Jesus, and what he did for mankind uh, on Calvary. He died so that we could be free. He died so that we could have life. That's really what he did. And so we're so grateful and we're so thankful and honored. Amen. You know, when he was put to death, that was his darkest hour. His darkest hour. But he relinquished his power and walked as mere man to take on sin, the sin of the world. Amen. So that we would experience his love. So that we would experience life. Amen. So that we would experience all the blessings, everything that God preordained for us to have. Jesus came so that he could give us those opportunities. Amen. Whether we take them or not. He died for one. He died for all. And and Jesus wants us to have a good life. You know, he's seated on the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for us, praying for us. You know, when we get in trouble, Jesus prays for us. Amen. He doesn't want us to be in trouble. He wants us to have the blessed life. Amen. And, you know, we really ought to think about that and just think about most people think, well, he was God, but the Bible says he came as mere man. Amen. Just like me and you. And when he was poked and prodded and he was, you know, stuck in in the head with thorns, that stuff hurt. Amen. It would hurt you. And it hurt him too. But he went through it for a dying world. Amen. He went through it for the sins of the world because his love was so great for us. Amen. And so we need to remember that every day that we live and we're saved, it's a blessing. You know, it's a blessing for us to live out of the love of Christ and the love of his Father and what he did for us on Calvary. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Amen. You know, I know that we know all of this, but we need to be refreshed. Amen. Every day. Because we need to be reminded of what Jesus went through to give us this opportunity to to live in the kingdom and to do greater works that he did. Amen. And so it's always, if, if you want to do something for God, there's always something to do. For, do what Christ did. You know, the Bible says he walked and he did good. He did nothing but good. He did exploits in his Father's name, and we will do it too. Amen? But you have to take, make a start, take a chance, 
most people don't want to do it because they don't think it's going to work. Or they, they think that they can't do it. But, you know, Jesus relinquished his power to us. And he did that so that we could go on and do the things that he did while he was here on earth. So we need to trust in what he did for us. Amen. So why don't we turn to John 10.10. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to experience his undying love for us. Amen. But we need to understand why Jesus really came. Why did Jesus really come? To start a church? No. To give us a code of conduct? No. Those were only parts of his main reason for coming was that we have life. That's his purpose for coming, that we have life, that we may have it abundantly. Amen. So he came for abundant life. And in John 10, 10, it talks about why he came. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and it they may have it more abundantly. Amen. And so if we stay in the ways of God, if we stay um, in faith and keep our hand to the plow, we will see abundance in our lives. Amen. You know, all we have to do is just obey God. And when we get in trouble, repent and just keep on moving for God. Amen. But abundant life is God's also is God's prosperity. Amen. It's God's covenant to us. And it's coming from a very deep place in God's heart. Amen. Because he loves us so much. Could you imagine giving your only son back to, to God to be a sacrifice for all mankind? But God did that. So he must think an awful lot about us. He loves us so much. To most people, it's just a story in the Bible. But this really happened. Amen. And that's why we need to understand the love of God. If you don't understand his love, you won't really take it as seriously as you should. But understanding the love of God and how much God wants us to to do good, how much he wants to give and provide for us by giving his only son. And so it's just such a, a love story, really. It's a love story from us, from God to us. You know, how much he's done for us. But he wants us to have abundance, amen, to, to the full and to overflow. He doesn't want you to just have abundance, but he says to the full, to overflow. He wants you to have more than enough, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, did I ever read it? Yeah. So the, the thief comes not for no other reason but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that I may have, that you may have life in it more abundantly. So he wants us to have abundant life. He says in verse 11, where is that? He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep. Amen. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the, the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Amen. And a hireling is a person that has no authority. Amen. Want want the authority but don't have it. Amen. Want to steal everything. Amen. A little thief. 
Hallelujah. In, in 13, it says the hireling flees because he, he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Amen. But you know what? We know who we are. We know what Jesus did at Calvary. We know how important it is to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the, in verse 11, I am the good shepherd who lays down his own life for his sheep. And the Greek word translate life as zoe. Amen. Which means the God kind of life. So in other words, the shepherd lays down his life. Amen. For his sheep, he lays down the God kind of life for his sheep. Amen. So God is not leaving us with any kind of life. He's leaving us with the God kind of life. Amen. You know, anybody can live a life. But the God kind of life, in other words, God, uh, he has predestined us to live the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life. And in that life provides everything that we need everything that we abundance to the full amen and so god wants us to have everything everything that you need and more everything and then some amen he wants us to have everything john three sixteen. if you write that down of course it says and god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so in that Zoe kind of life, there's everlasting life. See, in that Zoe kind of the God kind of life, is everything that you could ever need. From the time you're born to the time it's time for you to lay down and rest. And so there's an abundance in the Zoe kind of life. There's blessing in the Zoe kind of life. You know, there's um, faith, mercy. Endurance, everything that you need to make it from one day to the other, from the time you're born to the time you leave, is in that Zoe life. Amen. It's the God kind of life. It's the the life of God. And that's on the inside of you and me. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) It's everlasting life. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 6. Praise God. Romans 6. Verse 23. And it says in 623, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so we include, we include, I think that's the word I can use, sin when we were born. In other words, we were born into a sinful world. But Jesus has given us the opportunity to have life back and have it better than it was given. Amen? Hallelujah. So Romans says the wages of sin is death. We have death because we were born into death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And this everlasting, eternal life Jesus gave us is the nature of God. See, the nature of God is life. Amen? And he gave us that when he sent his son. See, it's like this. This is what I'm trying to say. He didn't just die for life. He died for eternal life. Amen? He died for us to have the Zoe kind of life, which is the life of God, which is eternal. 
Amen. That's to the full, full of abundance. So he didn't just die for us. In other words, he didn't die for us to live mediocre. Amen. He died for us to have something better over and above what we could ever ask or think. And so God intended for us to have a a good life as it was in the garden. Of course, sin messed that up. But this is the thing. He gave his son so that we could get that back again. Amen. A lot of people say, well, we were born in iniquity. Well, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Well, I'm cleansed. And God has given me something better. You know, I don't like that. That's traditional stuff, you know. But I'm telling you, God, when he saw what happened in the garden and then, you know, with with Adam, he made preparations for us to get it back and plus some. Amen. More. Get that and then some more. So, you know, in other words, you don't have to be average. You don't have to be average. (laughs) The enemy is average. But we're far above. We exceed so much more than what we think we can. Amen. God thinks very highly of all of us. And I don't, he doesn't care if you messed up. He don't care. You know, it's like, where do you want to go from here? Jesus died for your mess ups. Amen. So that he can give you so much more abundance to the full overflow. Amen. And this is the Zoe kind of life of God. Amen. You know, we need to look at this in a different vernacular. You know, we need to see everything that God is doing. And when I say that, I mean how he's trying to help us to be more than what we really are. I mean, be what he says we can be. And we need to believe that. Amen. Live out of that. Because he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us everything we need to be more. Amen. To have more. To do more. Amen. And so we should never doubt what God is doing in our lives because he's doing exceedingly. He's not doing average. He's doing exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we could ever ask or think. And that's why sometimes we think it's so hard to achieve what God expects of us. But he has a helper called Holy Spirit, amen, that helps us get to where God has us going. He has good things planned for us. We can achieve those things, but you cannot get there thinking that you can't. Amen? Because he has over and abundance help for us, over and abundance love, over and abundance opportunities. Everything that God does for us is good. All you have to do is wait on him. Trust him. Talk to him. Let him know, you know, it's good to talk to God about your plans. Even especially you young people. I wish I knew this when I was young. Nobody told me. Amen. But, I mean, you can talk to God. In fact, I think you can talk to God better than you can talk to your parents. Amen. Amen. Because we don't know everything. We're just doing the best we can, you know, in the parent department. But, you know, God will meet your needs, hear you, you know, support you. And I'm telling you, he'll talk to us about you. Amen. So that we can add whatever knowledge we can. I mean, it's not life. It's not hopeless. Life is good. We have a good life. Amen. Such a good life. We have a good life. Amen. So the wages of sin is death. But 
God's gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is eternal, everlasting. I mean, just think of it. You don't have to ever die. I mean, we live beyond life. It's eternal. This life is eternal. Amen. John 5, 26, if you write that down, it says, As the Father has life in himself, so has he given to our Son to have life in himself. So in other words, the Zoe kind of life is the life that God has. He gave it to his Son, and his Son has given it to us. Amen? It's the life of himself. In other words, it's the Jesus life inside of us. Amen? It's a powerful life. Amen. And this life is the Zoe life. It's the same life that's been handed down from God. So in Christ was Zoe. In Christ was life. And Zoe was the development of man. So in other words, it was God, Jesus, this life, Zoe life that was in him from God. And then we were developed out of that life. That's something to be happy about. Amen. And then out of that life, you know, it became the light of life that lives in us. And you know, we can do all things with this life. We can do all things, amen, because Christ, the anointed one, lives on the inside of us. He is the light and he is life. And that life was given to us through him, through God, through his death, burial, and resurrection. It's just such a wonderful day to just reflect back on what uh, Jesus did for us. And I think the reason most people think it's a story is because they don't partake of that. Partake. You have to partake of what happened to Jesus on that cross. Amen. It's like you were there. Amen. And so when you really um, come to grips or come head to head with Jesus in his death, burial, and especially his resurrection, we are alive in that resurrection. We are alive in him. We come alive and we surpass everything that we try to do that God wants us to do. Amen. We surpass, you know, our natural abilities. I'll put it like that. Because the life of Christ is on the inside of us and it shines bright. Not only is it life, but it's light to the world. Are y'all here today? It's light. Amen. So receiving eternal life because of the cross is the most miraculous incident in life. It's the most miraculous thing that you can read in the Bible, amen, is when uh, Jesus went to that cross. And the new birth, out of that, the new birth came forth. God imparted his very nature, his very substance, and his very being. He imparted that on the inside of every human that's born again. That's a lot. And you know what? It looks sounds to me that that's a lot of power. Amen a lot of everything. And so it's no excuse for you can't, you won't, you didn't, you can, you will, and you did. Amen. Hallelujah. There's no limit to what you can do in Christ. You know, where people have a problem is trying to get ahead of God and trying to do things on their own merit. But I'm telling you, when you live out of the Zoe life of Christ, you can do all things. Hallelujah. Because your strength is your knowledge, your wisdom, your strength, your revelation. Everything that you need to be successful in this life is, is in there, hidden in Christ. But it's inside of us, and all we have to do is trust in this, trust in this, what was done, 
at the cross, this resurrection power. I'm going to call it resurrection power. Amen. Trust in it and operate out of it. And you will never be a failure because you're not a failure. Amen. Even if it's late, even if you're late, you can still, you know, this is why people who are 60s, 70s, and 80s can always start fresh in Christ. There's no limit to what you can do. Amen. So don't give up on God. He loves us. He has a plan for us. And he's working out of that plan. I'm telling you, our lives are so awesome. And there's no reason to be discouraged. No reason to be disappointed. None at all. Even if you mess up, repent, get back. You know, people want to see you fail, but God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? No no foe can stand against what God is doing in your life. No foe, hallelujah, can stand against you. So God imparted the very nature of, of Christ in, in this Zoe life. He imparted that into everybody that's born again. So there's no failure. You can do all things, amen. Whatever it is that looks like it's coming against you, God will work that stuff out. If you just trust him, God will work it out. He, in fact, he's working on it right now. So why don't we go to 2 Corinthians 5. Hallelujah. He's working on your behalf right now. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you've asked him for, he's working on it now. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. All things have become new. What about my past? It's new. You don't have a past. (laughs) See, the devil likes to remember everything in your past, but God is saying, I am your future. Amen. And the possibilities look great. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So Paul here is talking about the spirit or the inward man who is in Christ. You know, the inward man is what when he says all things have become new, he's talking about your inward man. Your spirit man is brand new. So we are new creations because of Christ and the new birth. But our, our spirits are born of God. Now, what about the old man? Your old man is hanging around, making wrong suggestions, amen, trying to follow you everywhere. It's whisper doubt in your ear, you know, whisper negativity and criticizing. And that's your old nature. Your old nature like to have fun doing that because it's fun to your flesh. Your own nature follows you around and tries to dethrone your spirit man. Amen. Because it see our own nature and I'm talking about everybody's own nature. It does not want your spirit man to take over. Because if it does, then the devil's got us watch you have everything. Be happy. Be blessed. Bless others. He don't want to see that. Be successful. The devil don't want that. And so this is why he, that old nature will pop up and it'll start telling you negative things and put you in a negative frame of mind because the devil does not want to see you go further because you cannot prosper and excel and go far with the Zoe kind of life and have negativity in your ear. Amen. And this is why the Bible tells us to be ye transformed by renewing your mind. When your mind is renewed, you walk in the spirit. Amen. 
when your mind is renewed, you follow your spirit man and not the fleshly old man that wants to take over. And he'll leave you alone for a season. (laughs) But he'll always come back and whisper something in your ear. But you have to fight that. But I'm telling you, if you learn to live out of your new man and learn to keep your fleshly man put to death, don't put him to sleep, but kill him and annihilate him and get rid of him, amen, by renewing your mind in the word, amen, then you can walk in the spirit and you can enjoy the, uh, the lust of the, the, not the lust of the flesh, but you will enjoy the spirit life, which has every opportunity, every blessing, everything that you need is in the spirit realm, amen. See, the reason people can't believe God and they can't believe for my healing. I'm going to believe this, and I'm going to stand on the word. The reason that fizzles out is because they're listening to the carnal man, to the old nature. The old nature gets strong the less word you feed the spirit man. Amen. And so you start to listen to that old man, and I'm telling you, if you keep going down that road, that old man will sound, he'll sound more, what's that word? He'll, sound, it'll, he'll make more sense to you than that spirit voice, the voice of the spirit, because that old nature is, it gets familiar with us, and we'll start liking what that here, and the first thing we said, well, that does make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're, you're back where you were, living out of your old man, because you listen to that negativity and that garbage. But I'm telling you, there's a, a life in Christ that X's out and blots out all of that negative stuff where you can live out of that and be joyous, be happy, be fruitful, be prosperous, you know, be content, whatever state you are in. And bad things can be hitting you, but you're still content because you're living out of your new creation life. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. And that's that Zoe life, the life of God, you know, the life that God has given us. He's bestowed it upon Jesus, and Jesus has bestowed it upon us. And then we don't live out of it because we are more familiar with the neck, with the, the carnal man because we know him better. See, it's like this. We're used to what the carnal man suggests to us. We're used to hearing it. But when the spirit man says, go bless somebody. Just go give her a hug. You say, (laughs) you kidding me? I ain't got time for that. I got my own problems, you know. But I'm telling you, (laughs) you then doesn't that sound familiar? Or she don't don't appreciate it, you know. I'm not not wasting my time. But I'm telling you, your, your spirit man does not lead you into trouble. It does not lead you into things that you wish you could take back. But the, the carnal man will always lead you into big problems. But it starts out small with just suggestions and then a little bit of negativity. And then before you know it, you in. You all in. <laughs> Amen. You're all in. Amen. But we need to celebrate this time of the season. Celebrate the resurrection. That word resurrection actually means life. It means life. Hallelujah. John eleven twenty five. if you want to go there. I don't know if I read Second Corinthians, but whatever. 
Let's go back to John 11. Resurrection means life, new life. Hallelujah. And I don't care how much you've messed up, you can always start over. Amen. But you don't want to keep losing ground and starting over. Stay with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay with him so that you can achieve all that God has for you to achieve. Now, let's see. John 11, verse 25. And it says, Jesus said to her, now this is when he was talking to Martha. And this was, this was after um, their brother. Jesus and Mary's brother had died. And remember, they said, if you had been here four days ago, my brother would be living. And so this is Jesus speaking to Martha. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, yeah, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Hallelujah. See, that's that Zoe life, life of God that's inside of Jesus. Hallelujah. It said, where am I, 26? It said, and whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ. That's not what he asked her. the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went away. She went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Amen. And I I'm, don't think I want to go. I'll go a little further. And it says, now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him when the Jews, then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, this is when her brother died, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. And then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And she said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. And when the, the Jews said how he, when the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? And then it says, Jesus then again groaning within him. See, it troubled him for them to be so blind. Amen. So ignorant of him, who he was, and the things that he's able to do. It says, uh, came to the tomb, and it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, and her, her, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see my glory, the glory of God? 
And that's something for us. If we believe, we will see the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not doubt, but if you believe, you will see the glory of God. 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Amen. See, giving thanks always heals. (laughs) Giving thanks, there's power in giving thanks every time. 42, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And this is resurrection power. The same power that Jesus got out of the tomb, Lazarus is about to do the same thing. Amen. And he said, um, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with clothes. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Amen. So, but you know, that's that same resurrection power, that power that broke Jesus out of the tomb. Now, Lazarus had that same resurrection power. And guess what? We do too. Amen. We have the same resurrection power. Hallelujah. So, Jesus told Martha, look, I am the light. I am the truth. I am the light. I'm life. Hallelujah. So, Jesus... Jesus' resurrection sealed our pardon, amen, at the cross. It sealed the deal for us to live free from our sins, amen, where there's no more past. Everything that you did in the past has been hidden and guarded and put away from us as far as the east is from the west. And so there's no more past when you were in Christ Jesus. Amen. There's no past. Everything that you could think that you, and, and you know what, be honest with you, I believe God takes away, takes it away from your memory. Because how many of you just sit and think about what you did wrong 10 years ago? You don't have to. Well, I don't, y'all better, where, did I come to the right church today? I'm going to try that one again a little later. The answer is no. You don't think about that stuff because it's far away from you because you live out of your new creation life. (laughs) Amen. Let me try it again. (laughs) Okay. So that word, now we're pardoned when, when that new Zoe life comes on the inside of us and we start to live out of our new man our new creation life then we are we wait a minute that that signifies or that is proof us living out of our new creation man is proof that we've been pardoned y'all here so you don't have to live in your past amen even if you messed up last night repent please so that you don't have so that you you feel like you know that you're pardoned now, that was real deep for me. I felt like I stepped into some muddy water. Okay, that word, pardon. Okay, so you're pardoned. Once you are born again, Jesus died for you, and the Zoe life is on the inside of you, you are pardoned. 
because Jesus paid the price for for our redemption. You are you have been paid for. Amen. It's just like if you get on a flight and and you don't pay and when but you still have a ticket because somebody else paid your way. So the the payment has been made for us to live free like you never did anything. How many of you feel like that? If you don't, you need to repent. The only way you don't feel pardoned is that you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so you need to repent and get with God and tell him that you don't feel clean. Sometimes you just need to repent. Are y'all here today? Amen. Hallelujah. Now that that word pardon means set free from punishment. It don't mean you didn't do it. It means you're set free from the punishment of what you did. Amen. Aren't you glad you didn't go to jail for something you did? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, in in some parts of the Middle East, they um, castrate and kill people for stuff, for some, some types of sexual sin. Amen. They throw stones at you. They do a whole lot of things. So it's just a blessing because, see, they don't believe in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. And so, and Allah can't help you out of this mess. Amen. Only Jesus can do that. Hallelujah. So, but I'm going to go over that word pardon so we'll understand. It's set free from punishment and the record of our past. Amen. In other words, your past deeds are, there's no record of it. If you have a, if you get in trouble and you get hauled down to court when they have start to proceed in having a case against you, and then they start their, their defense against you, is that the, not defense, but what's that, prosecution against you, and they look in the folder and there's nothing there. That's because you've been pardoned. And that's how Jesus pardons his people. Amen. And there's no so if, if you're if you're pardoned, if there's no evidence, there's no case. So that's all I'm trying to say. And you need to feel like there's no case against you. I feel like there's no case against me. Amen. Hallelujah. No, I'm not perfect. I've been forgiven. Amen. I've been pardoned. Hallelujah. Don't live in the past. See, and that's another thing. Your old man, your old creation man will even bring up to you the stuff that in your past. The stuff that Jesus died so that you can be pardoned and free. But your old man will tell you, see, you did this. You, and don't forget what you, see, our, our carnal man, that's the enemy. It's our enemy. Amen. And then the, the funny way that this works is bad a bad way, is our old man will attack us and then point the finger at somebody else. And it's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's coming from you because you refuse to renew your mind and and receive the redemptive power that Jesus came up with and gave it to us. We refuse to live out of that. But your carnal man is not even your friend, and it's coming from you. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's true. A lot of the criticism and a lot of the, what's the word that I could use? 
the, um, you know, how you can feel wide open. Like everybody's talking about me. That's coming from you. Because that's your, your old nature, your old creation man pointing the finger at you. He's doing like this. You guilty. You ain't right. Nobody likes you. Everybody's talking about this coming from you. It's coming from your old man. Yeah, your old man will sabotage you. Amen. Well, if you didn't get it today, you get it later. But your old man will sabotage you, and don't nobody else have to do anything because you're doing it to yourself. Amen. So this is why we have to receive everything that Jesus accomplished at that cross we need to receive it personally for ourselves. If he died, he died for you. He died for your embarrassment. He died for your sickness, your diseases, your shortcomings, your bad attitude, your whatever. He died for that. And you've been pardoned. But you have to, it's our responsibility to live out of that newness of life. It's our responsibility to receive what was done at Calvary or receive that redemptive power, it's up to us to receive that and walk in it and live out of that. God's not going to make you. Amen? And so we have to stop criticizing ourselves. Are y'all here today? That's coming from you. It's not coming from other people because your carnal man battle with your spirit man about you. And then don't forget the devil is criticizing you at the throne of God. Well, see, you see how she, she didn't receive anything. She's not changed. She's never going to be anything. She's no good. She's this. She, and, that, and it's a setup. But you don't have to walk into it because when Jesus did that work at Calvary, he did a complete work. It was a complete work. He didn't leave anything out. He didn't leave bad attitude or weak. He didn't leave weak flesh. He, he didn't leave no, He did a complete work. And it's enough for us to go free, even with our bad past. Amen. And so we need to live out of this Zoe life. Live out of what was done at the resurrection. That life, that resurrection life that came out of that tomb with Jesus. That's the life we live out of. Not the old life. The new life. The resurrection life. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. And that's victory. Amen. That's right. Clap. Because that's victory. A score for Jesus. Amen. And a score for mankind. Hallelujah. And then there's, okay, so y'all got that. Let's see, Romans 4.25. Did we read that? And it says, Jesus who delivered us out of death. Let's go back there. Something about Jesus who delivered us out of death. I, I can't remember. Five, Romans 5, I'm sorry, 4, 25. Romans 4, 25. And it says, uh, okay, let's start in 24. Says, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification 
Amen. I think I should have read more of that. Let me let me go back up to really I want to start at nineteen. It's not, and, and it's talking about Abraham. It says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. See, we consider too much. When you consider stuff, that means you think about it too much. You live out of that stuff. So you can't live out of your past. Amen. You have to move on to the future, move on into what? See, it's like this. Your life is in, your, in the future. Life is in the future. Death is in the past. So if you're living out of your past life and what you did yesterday, then there's death. There's no life. There's nothing good. There's only disappointment. That's why people stay depressed and disappointed. Because they don't live out of the newness of life. They live out of yesterday's past. Amen? And you can't do that. you got to live one day at a time. Take it one day at a time and live for God today. You know, every day that you live, live and, and enjoy life and enjoy your freedom in him. Amen? Enjoy what God is doing on the inside of us and enjoy this freedom and the freedom is that you don't have to live out of and think about what you did and worry about if you're going to run into somebody you did it with. Are y'all here today? See, if you trust in God, you don't have to worry about that because I'm telling you, you can walk by somebody and not even rec- they don't recognize you. When you get home, you say, oh, wasn't that my first boyfriend? <laughs> that was my first boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? See, if you trust in God and you live in the best you can, God will hide your life in him. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. You have no past. I don't know why I keep going over this. Amen. You have no past. If you are living out of Christ Jesus and what he did at that cross, that resurrection power is in you. And you can propel to a higher level where life is good. And you don't have to look back at what you did wrong. Do y'all believe that? Amen. You've got to believe that. And see, people, some people want to hold on to that because it feels comfortable. Not that they like what they did. It feels comfortable. But you have to get used to living the spirit-filled life. Where you live out of your new creation life. Live out of your new man. Where there's peace, love, joy in the, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And not enjoy the lust of your flesh. Because there's an enjoyment in your lust. But there's also a lot of depression and discouragement. And there's a whole lot of that too. But it's better to live out of what Jesus has provided. And he died so you wouldn't have a past. You've been pardoned. So live out of your pardon. Amen. Hallelujah. Live out of that. Amen. And just get your heart right. Sometimes people can't live out of the new creation life because their hearts are still trapped in the past. Amen. So get your heart right. Well, how do I do that? Develop a relationship with the Lord. Talk to him just like you talk to your best friend. Amen. Only he won't tell. They'll tell eventually. He won't tell. Amen. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> Romans, I think I read all of Rome. Oh, I started at 19. It was talking about Abraham and uh, his wife, Sarah. 
And it's not not being weak in faith, but he did not consider his own body. In other words, he didn't consider what he got delivered out of. Amen. That old body, he didn't he didn't live out of that anymore. You know, when he started to trust God, he, he let dead things be dead. Amen. And he lived out his resurrection life, that new life. Amen. The Zoe life that comes from God. And it says, even though he was 100 years old, he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. And verse 20 says that he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced, being fully persuaded that what he had he had been promised, he would also be able to perform. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to trust that you can live out of this new creation life. That you can trust God that you have been forgiven. You can trust God that you have a different life now. A life in Christ. And when you have a bad past, God, it's hidden in Jesus. He just takes your bad past and he covers you. So that it can't even catch up with you. It can't catch up with you, and it can't harm you. Amen. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. And so your life becomes hidden in Christ when you stop considering your past. Amen. Hallelujah. When you know who you are, stop considering it. Stop living out of it because the first person that comes your way with a slight They could be saying, oh, you know what? I was looking through the yearbook, and I saw your picture. And then you go, well, what you, you know, ready to fight. Because you're on guard thinking somebody's going to bring up something wrong when all they did is saw your picture in the yearbook, you know. But you're defensive because you have not accepted your new life in Christ. I'm tired. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 21, and being fully convinced, fully persuaded that what God has promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness, because when you believe God, it's accounted to your righteousness. Verse 23 says, and now it was not written for his sake alone that it that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall not, it shall be imputed to us who believe. See, you got to believe you're forgiven. You got to believe that you have no past. You know, you got to believe this. I look at you and say, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm not your girl. <laughs> you don't know me. Instead of, you know, getting tense, like you don't know me. Because, see, the devil has no past on you. He has no papers. Amen. And when you got arrested, that Jesus burnt that stuff up. You need to burn it up. It needs to be burned out of your memory. And it will if you get in your word. How about that? Y'all working me up here. Amen. Get in your word and get forgiven. Because it's already been done. Amen. Y'all don't want me to go there. I'm trying to be nice. It's Resurrection Sunday. Amen. 
Hallelujah. All right, where are we? Let me do 23 again. It says, now it is not... Now, it was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him, but also for us. Amen. So if, if, if Abraham can consider not, so can we. Hallelujah. 24, but also for us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses. He was delivered up because of our offenses, and was raised because of our justification. Hallelujah. Because we are justified in him. Hallelujah. And therefore, it says in chapter 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through him also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope. In the hope of the glory of God. Amen. So we, when are we going to start trusting God about who we are? We're new creations. When are we going to trust that? When are we going to say, you know what, God, I'm so thankful that you sent your son on that cross to die for me. Therefore, I don't have to live out of whatever. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. I can have you know, whatever it is that God says I can have. I am who God says I am, and I read my Bible. I don't just make the declaration. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we need to enjoy all of the things that God provided for us by sending his son to the cross. We need to start to enjoy that stuff. Amen? Where your life is easy and your burdens are light that you cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Stop trying to carry everything. You're not responsible for everybody or everything. Amen. My goodness. You know, allow the, the, the resurrection power to live on the inside of you and, re, and just receive what God has for you and just live a, a, a carefree easy life in Christ, not out in the world, but in Christ, amen, where he provides for you and he makes life easier for you because he loves you, amen, hallelujah. And so this resurrection power or this life in Christ provides peace for us. Let's go to John 14. This resurrection life provides peace, amen, hallelujah. And that's what most of us need, peace. And see, we don't realize that Christ already died for you, for you to have peace. He's already given you peace. John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Because, see, the world don't give you peace. I think we read that the other day. Because the Bible says, in the world there will be trouble tribulation. He says, but I have come that you have peace and have a life and have it in abundance to overflow. So let's see, where am I? It says, peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. And it says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. 
If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Amen. So we have to believe about, we have to believe what Jesus did for us at Calvary. Or or it just sounds like a story. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to trust in this peace because we learn now that Jesus is our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen. He is the Prince of Peace. In other words, peace starts with him and ends with him. Are y'all here? Amen. So don't let your heart be troubled or be afraid. In other words, stop worrying. Amen. And this is one of one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples before his death is peace I give to you. He said, I'll leave you with peace. And then the first thing he said after his resurrection was peace I be with you. Peace be with you. And so he is the author that shows you he's the author and the finisher. Because when he went, when he was going to the cross, he told his disciples to have peace. And when he got off the cross and after his resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection, he says, I bring you peace. And so he is the author and the finisher of our peace. If you don't have peace, it's because you're not in him. Amen. That didn't go over well. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he is alive, praying and interceding for us right now. He's praying that you get this now. So you'll stop living out of fear, stop living out of guilt, stop living out of torment, and start to live out of his perfect peace. Amen? Hallelujah. And that word peace means quiet, tranquility, calm, freedom from disturbance. And it also means restfulness, harmony, and order. So we need to be living out of order and harmony and tranquility, living out of a calm. That's if you know who you are in him. If you don't know who you are in him and you start keep listening to your old man, you're not going to have these things. You're going to always be upset and nervous thinking. And see, the devil is slick. He'll point the finger at somebody that you know. And then there starts the them and the they. Amen. Peace also means freedom. Amen. It's freedom from oppressive thoughts and emotions. And that's important because our thoughts and emotions is what get us in trouble. Amen. Now, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And it's often translated as peace and carries the idea of wholeness. So when somebody tell you shalom, they mean peace, but they also mean wholeness. Be whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And this wholeness is also for your physical, your your mental, mental situation, emotional, and spiritual. It means wholeness in every area of your life. Amen. Wholeness, peace, shalom. Amen. Wholeness to you. Hallelujah. So stop trying to be your own problem. Amen. And stop trying to be your own savior. You can't do this without the Lord. 
you can't do this with without what happened at Calvary. Amen. You need what you need to live out of what happened on Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Isaiah twenty six three. And I want to read that out of the yeah, if Miss Avis can get it for me. I'm gonna read it out of the Let's see, Isaiah twenty six three. Well I know it. It says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. I'm not gonna even turn to it. Amen. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or whose mind is fixed. If your mind is not fixed, you won't have perfect peace. Amen. Hallelujah. And it also says at the end, because I trust in him. So if you're not trusting in him, you don't you won't live out of peace. Because fear is the opposite of peace and faith and all of that stuff. And so if you don't live out of peace, if your mind is not fixed on God, then you won't live out of peace. Amen. And you won't have peace if you're not trusting in him. Stop trusting in what people are saying about you. Stop trusting in, let me fix that. Stop trusting in what your flesh is telling you about you. And start trusting in the God that we serve. Amen? Hallelujah. And so you have to trust him. It says, my mind is fixed on him because I trust him. If you're worried and not trusting, then your mind wanders. Are y'all here? So because of resurrection, we have been given power. So let's, let's go back. We've been given peace, authority, power. And let's see. Let's go to Romans 8. And talk about this power that we've been given because of the res- resurrection. Amen. Roman 8. Go back to Roman 8. Hmm. Y'all trying to work me up here again. Well, I don't know what she's talking about, so I'm just going to sit here. And you know what I'm talking about. Verse 11. I don't have that. My page is torn, so can you give me that? Eight eleven. Thank you. Is it amplified? Yeah. Okay. And it says here, let me start in ten. It says, If Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness which he provides. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. And it says, so then, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but not to 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 our flesh, our human nature, or our worldliness, or our sinful capacity, But we have an obligation to live according to the impulses of our new nature within the Holy Spirit. For if you are living according to the impulses of the flesh, you are going to die. But if you are living by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually putting to death the sinful deeds of your body. And you will really live forever. 
for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Amen? For you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, uh, but you have received the spirit of adoption as a son by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you don't have to live out of your old nature. It's a choice that you have to make. Amen. But God says that the same power that raised up Christ shall quicken your mortal body. You have that same power on the inside of you to get rid of any bad stuff that you have. You, you just need to do a self-analysis and make some decisions to live for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And it can be done because all the hard work's been done for you already. All you got to do is believe and do it. Hallelujah. Philippians 3.10, if you write that down, it talks about that I may know him and in the power of his resurrection. And that word resurrection, again, means new life. Amen. You need to know him. I want to read that because it's one of my favorite scriptures. What did I say? Philippians. Okay. Philippians 10. No, Philippians 3.10. Okay. And it says... Uh, let's go to verse 8. It says, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the, of the knowledge of Christ. Are y'all with me? Okay. Let me start again. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Please underline in him. You just can't know about him. You got to be in him. Amen. It says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from faith, wait a minute, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith. And it says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. And it says, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, did I read it right? Okay, that I may attain to the that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Let's see. Not that I have already attained or or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God is saying this. He's saying, look, you got to trust in what was done on the cross. Amen. You've been res- he was resurrected from the dead, so were you from dead works. you got to trust in that. Amen. Trust in it. Believe in it. And if you have doubt, go back and get straightened out by God so that you'll know him. You, we need to know him. And that was Paul's 
hope in his that I may know him, know him in the power of his resurrection. And I think that's why we don't understand or we don't, we're not so happy on resurrection day because I don't think we fully understand the capacity in which he went to that cross. We have not lived in that resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection with him. And you understand what I'm saying? Because it was a while before I really, you know, you have to really understand and walk with him through what he went through so that you can partake of it, but still that you come out victorious using all the things that he gave, he died for, knowing and understanding and using this power, this authority, this peace, everything that he died for. You have to come out of there when you partook of everything he went through. You got to come out of there victorious, using everything, every weapon, every hope, every weapon, everything that Christ died for you for. You need to come out of there feeling joyous and confident that you you have victory too. Amen? Because we have victory. And we need to understand it and know it and live out of that. Don't just keep it covered up because you ain't sure. But you got to know that you know that you know that you have all of these, these um, gifts, talents, all of this power, whatever it is that Jesus died for, you have this at your disposal. Amen. And you're not afraid to use it. Amen. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to live in it and walk in who Jesus said you are. Amen. Ephesians 1, 19. And I'll be finished. Ephesians 1, 19. 19 and 20. You have to understand and take this seriously. What happened at that cross created life for us. Amen. Even took care of death. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 19. It says, let's go to uh, 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says um, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the excellent greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. And you can only know that if he's in you and you're living out of what was done at Calvary. You will never know how to execute the the authority, the power, the dominion, all of these things that Christ died and gave us You won't know how to live out of that unless you understand this, that it's for you. He died for us, and when he died, he gave us some things to carry us through this life. And that's peace, power, and authority. And we need to learn how to live it 
we need to learn how to live out of it. But if you're living still out of your old nature, you'll never know. You'll never know how to execute all of these gifts, all of this power. You won't know what to do with it. Amen. And so you have to, at some point, put down the flesh, pick up the spirit, and start to get acquainted with this world, the spirit world that we have been left with to do all of these things that we need done so that we can live victorious lives. Amen. That makes sense. Hallelujah. So the resurrection or the new life gave us authority. It gave us power, gave us dominion, gave us peace. Amen. And in Colossians 1.11, if you'll go there. Colossians 1.11. And it says here, in 10, it says, That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in, knowledge, in the knowledge of God, strengthening, strengthened by all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Are y'all here? Amen. Let's go down to 2, Colossians 2, verse 10. Hallelujah. And it says, uh, And you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Amen. Hallelujah. So Christ dwells in us, and we are complete. We are complete. In other words, we have everything that we need to have a good life. Amen. We are strengthened with might. We are qualified to attain every kind of uh, victory, every kind of patience and endurance and joy. We're, we're set up good. For life, it's just like a rich grandfather that dies and have money and set you up for life. Amen, amen. We're set up for life, but we don't acknowledge it because our flesh wants something different. <laughs> our flesh likes to struggle. Amen. It likes to go back. Amen, and it likes to feel comfortable. But I'm telling you, we need to come up higher and feel uncomfortable to get what God has for us. Sometimes you got to give up your comfort to receive all of this stuff and operate like Jesus wants us to operate. you got to come out of your comfort zone. Amen? Hallelujah. In um, Matthew 28:18, it says, all authority. And that authority is talking about absolute rule. Do you know you have absolute rule over the devil? Do you use it? Amen. See, I didn't hear nobody said two people said something. Everybody else has said, when is she finished? When you get this. <laughs> Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. Uh, let's see. Let's do 17. It says, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Is that you? Amen. Verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Amen. That means indefinitely. Thank you. Eternally. And so we need to understand what this day really means. It's, it's freshening us up, freshening our minds up, reminding us of who we are. And it's, I believe, um, giving us a mandate or re-giving us a mandate to do the works of him that sent us. Amen. Reminding us where we're supposed to be in life. We're supposed to live in the, in the um, confines of, of our new creation, man, where there's peace, love, and joy. Amen. And walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. One of the greatest personal blessings of the resurrection is the promise of, of the presence of God. And we need to remember that. Uh, all of these things... That, that in, in this Zoe life of God that's been handed down to us, there's the presence of God. And if we don't get anything else, we need to remember and understand that the presence of God is with us all the time. And we're never alone because he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so his presence is with us all the time, and we need to live out of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves us so much. He gave his only son, and we need to remember this. And whosoever believeth, believeth in that shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. But we need to practice living out of our new creation life, not just sometimes. Because I know we all do it sometimes, but all the time. And be comfortable with this life. Be comfortable with what God is doing on the inside of us and start to celebrate who we are, because we're not failures. We're more than overcomers. Amen? Hallelujah. We have unconditional love and, and power, comfort, authority, whatever it is that G- he's done a lot. Jesus, he gave us life. And the least we can do is start to live out of what he's done for us. Amen? All right, we'll stop. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you.